founders, we value our freedom. But how much? When was the last time you really considered the value and the cost of your freedom as a founder? Today on the Startup Therapy Podcast, Will and I will discuss both sides of the founder freedom coin. The costs, like long hours, no pay, total uncertainty of the outcomes, and the benefits, like not having a boss, doing what you love, and influence over company culture. And we're back for another episode of the Startup Therapy Podcast. This is Ryan Rutan from Startups.com, joined as always by my partner, Will Schroeder, Startups.com. Will, we have spent a fair amount of time talking about today's topic or talking around it. You know, we've, we've touched on aspects of, you know, what it was like to build company culture, um, what it was like to not work with jerks anymore, what it was like to not answer to anybody. A lot of things that we've done or decided not to do that touch on freedom, but we haven't specifically gone straight at freedom, right? And what that costs us, what it's worth to us. And so today, I think you and I both wanted to to really dig into this. Yeah, well, I think part of it too is, and I know personally, and Ryan, you've known me for a long time, this is something that is incredibly important to me. And when I sit across from another founder and we're talking about, how hard it is to build a startup and it's hard and you know today we'll talk about all the things that that we're willing to do to kind of achieve our freedom yes. i tend to find myself reminding the founder no matter how far along they are in their business this is the price of freedom and right and, and i it's not that i don't think people know i think the weird thing about it is we tend to forget how much freedom we're afforded because it doesn't yeah, feel yeah. like freedom at the time. <laughs> it just feels it sure like doesn't. a lot of work. Yeah. Looks but, like a birdcage from the inside. Yeah. But I got to tell you, man, I hate being told what to do. And I don't like it. Hate isn't even a strong enough word for it. Right? It is. Right. It is the antithesis of my DNA. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not willing to listen. You know, I, I love talking through issues. I, I love, you know, kind of uh, a, a spirited debate. But there's two versions of that. There's a version where somebody sits across from you and they have a spirited debate and then they just tell you what to do and you realize it's, it's, it doesn't <laughs> right. matter because you never really had a, an opinion on it. Kind of like when yeah. you're a kid and you're having a spirited debate with your parents, but you knew oh, man. <laughs> at the end of the day who was going to make that decision. That is not freedom. Uh, no, not at all. The, the other side of it, though, for me, is when I feel like my freedom is just being compromised, right? When I feel like someone else, maybe they can't have full control over what I'm doing, but they're compromising it enough. This is like if you have a an investor you can't stand to work with, a client you can't stand to work with. Sure. And your freedom is being compromised enough that you've you've kind of lost that independence. That's that's another way that I think this manifests in kind of how I've seen it in my life. But again, I think it's incredibly important to start to to really unpack and dig into all of the freedoms that we're willing to earn and not overlook how valuable they are to us. Because my guess is, Ryan, a lot of the folks listening are going through some serious shit, right? They're, they're, they're forgoing so much of their lives, and we'll talk about this, in order to earn these freedoms that they've almost forgotten what those freedoms are or 
have forgotten how to leverage those freedoms. So I, I think it's it's worth dealing with and, and kind of digging into today. I would hope so. It's it's either that or we've gotten our audience very wrong and we're not actually talking to a bunch of founders right now. <laughs> so <laughs> if if it is a bunch of founders that are listening, I would say this this should be should be top of mind. And uh yeah. So so what do you want to dig into first? I mean, there's there's so many directions to go with this in terms of like, you know, what is freedom individually? You know, where does it manifest itself? How does it manifest itself? I know for me, there are there are truly like specific and kind of tangible um, aspects of freedom. And then there are some that are that are less tangible, a little harder to measure um, and maybe easier to miss. Um, and I think that's that's one of those things. It's, it can be really funny, but until somebody uh, until somebody points it out to you, um, you, you may not understand that you do have this benefit, right? It's one of those things where like, oh yeah, well, until you put it that way, I didn't really realize I was benefiting from this or suffering from that, right? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's an interesting paradox, but well, they say, what do you want to dig in on first? They say freedom isn't something you truly appreciate until it's taken from you. And well, there's that. <laughs> if you've ever had your freedoms taken from you in any way, and I don't necessarily just mean your country was overrun kind of way, although that does happen too. I mean, the moment that you went from being a startup founder, running your own startup to then working for someone else, you immediately realize how much you probably didn't appreciate those freedoms, no matter how expensive they were, until they were taken yeah. away from you. Now, <laughs> I just, I have, I have, a, I have a, just a memory. I'm thinking, it, it took me back in time and I was thinking, it's like those last days of summer vacation where you're like, I'm bored. This sucks. We're not having fun anymore. And then next week school starts, right? <laughs> you give anything, right? That's <laughs> the point where you realize the value of that freedom. Well, right? and for us, for founders, it's, it's not something that was just given to us. Right. I mean, uh, right. I agree with you on the summer vacation analogy, but let's face it. Summer vacation was was granted to you. you knew it was coming. Founders, on the other hand, we have to earn that freedom. And I always say to folks, one, you may not again, I mentioned this, you may not appreciate what it means to have it. But the second is the moment you start giving up that freedom, the moment you start letting people overrun your freedom, it kind of makes all of the crap that we took to get here, not worth it. And so today, you know, as we're talking about this, I want to talk about what are all the things that, that all the freedoms that we've earned by being founders and why are those so important to us? And Ryan, I think you and I should talk about why they're important to us. because I think folks will, will appreciate that. But then the other is what are all the places that we can eventually start to let our freedoms get, get taken away from us, you know, bit by bit, you know, I've got, some scenarios mm, sure. where, you know, I was running a company and as the company was growing, I thought company grows, I get more freedom. And in fact, the opposite happened. And I think some of the folks yeah, no, yeah, no. listening, <laughs> may start to go, yeah. probably nod their heads right now, go, yeah, you know, I feel yeah. a little less free. I feel like this company's running me. And, and that does happen. Yep. And I think it's important to keep this stuff in perspective as we try to call it, maintain our maximum freedom. You know what I mean? Okay, so there's a ton to dig in on this one. Why don't we just start with what are some of the costs? What are some of the things that we're going to have to give up in the short term, perhaps, to pave the way for this eventual freedom? Yeah, I think that when people look from the outside in and they say, I just see that you're working like a madman and you're running yourself into debt, et cetera. I just see that part. I, you know, I understand that maybe there's a financial windfall that you're trying to work toward. But, you know, if I really think about 
what it's like for all of us as founders, I don't think it's just the windfall we're working toward. I think it's so much more than that. And, sure. and so because of that, I think we're willing to take on some insane costs. I know for me, when I was first getting started, uh, I was getting paid nothing. And I don't, I don't mean that metaphorically. I mean, literally, I was getting paid nothing <laughs> for a really right. long time. But this... We both have stories about getting paid in food early on. That sort of tells you where yeah, we were but, at, right? <laughs> you know, people look at that and they say, well, I guess you were willing to do it because there was going to be financial upside later. I didn't know that. I have no idea yeah. there was going to be no. financial upside. Certainly didn't look like it at that point. It wasn't like, yeah, there was a date at which the lottery ticket became due and we knew or we didn't, right? It was just constant pouring in of effort um, because we well, wanted to, right? And I, I would say that like early on, that freedom is actually part of the motivation. Entirely. Right? And you may not be fully free, right? You're unpaid, but you're doing what you want to be doing in the way you want to be doing it. And so that it, it really is, it's there the whole time. The freedom is there the whole time. You may not appreciate it. Well, right look, now. when we're forgoing all of our comp, you know, we may have come up from a really well-paying job to now this zero or in some cases negative paying job because it costs you money to go to work because um, you're putting yep. your own money into it. Again, a lot of people yep. look at that and say, well, it wasn't really your freedom you're looking for it. Again, you're looking for the financial benefit. And you're like, look, I don't care where you are in your life. When it's costing you yeah. money to go to work, there's no part of you that's like, oh, this is going to pay off really well <laughs> at all. So, right. so that's not that's <laughs> not the only motivation, right? People are looking at it like, hey, you're working these insane hours. I got to tell you, when I was working the most insane hours when I was first getting started, and again, I hadn't been through a full cycle of a startup yet. I hadn't been through the the inception point all the way through where it kind of makes that turn and it gets to a growth point and then all of a sudden comes to a, a wonderful outcome. Yep. And, and to be honest, I've done nine startups over 25 years and I had had plenty of those stories where it didn't turn out well. So I was fortunate that my first one did. It took a long time, but I, I was fortunate that my first one did. But to say that I knew it was going to turn out well, no, not at any point. We're all running into the abyss, but we're willing to do that because there's a there's such an inherent value to our freedom and our, our agency to be able to work how we want to and when we want to and toward yep. what we want to that that we're willing to bear these let's call them ridiculous costs that don't make sense to anybody sure. <laughs> but us. Yeah, that's the beauty of the abyss. There's a lot of space in there. There is, and and for most rational people none of this makes sense now i think from the outside looking in you know let's talk about like our our friends who are and our colleagues that are saying i don't know if this is such a great idea what you're doing and and you're going to get a lot of that we we all do i think looking from the outside in all it looks like is cost all it looks like is risk it yeah. just looks like hey i haven't seen you at a barbecue in 3 years <laughs> It just sounds right. horrible. I don't think those folks appreciate the extent of how important these freedoms are to us and what we're willing no. to pay to get them. Most of them don't. Most of them can't, right? And I think we touched on this in our uh, in, in the episode that we did on advisors. Uh, but if we didn't, this would have been a good point to include, which is that you really have to consider the perspective of the person giving you That's the good. opinion. Right. If it's John in the next cubicle, 
of course he can't appreciate the freedom that you're trying to achieve with your startup company because he ha- doesn't have it. He hasn't seen it. He doesn't know what it tastes like, right? So the the perspective of the people providing you with their opinions is really, really important to consider, right? Because if you talk to another founder, they'll commiserate and they'll say, yeah, it's really tough, it's really, but they'll get it. They'll understand why you're doing it, right? They'll inherently understand the trades that you're making and why. Agreed. And even, you know, if I talk to somebody very close to me who's been on this entire venture with me, this being my wife, who has been so instrumental in so many different uh, epics in my career, even she will look at kind of what I may be doing on a day-to-day basis and say, why are you willing to do that? You know, like, like this is insane. Why are you putting up yeah. with this or doing this? And, and I, I keep coming back to her and I say, look, the price of my freedom, there is no price. I'm willing to pay whatever it takes in order to earn my freedom. I'm willing to pay any yeah. price. I'm willing to work as hard as I have to risk everything that I have to in order for my freedom because it's worth that much to me. Yeah. Well, you know, said differently, when you do give up the freedoms, the value of what you get from the work that you do under conditions where you're not free completely lacks value for me at that point, right? Like, you know, is it easier to go make cash money from a job than a startup? Of course, right? Is it more secure to go and work for a company with benefits and, and a 401k and, and a retirement plan and, in, and a clear progression of how you move through your, your career? Yes. And yet those constraints for me take away the value of achieving any of those things because they weren't done on my terms. They weren't done in the way I wanted to do them. Not that it's, you know, and you said this at the top, it's not our way or the highway. It's not that we're not open to opinion as founders. It's not that we're not open to suggestion, but we still want to be in control of the top of that decision. And there is an amazing amount of value that I can attach to that. I think when founders are early in their careers, so much so that this may be the first job that they've ever had is the job that they created for themselves. Yeah, they may not yet have the full appreciation for how much freedom they've been granted early on. And frankly, look, you've started your own company. So, you know, you, you, you deserve those freedoms, whether you recognize you have them or not. But let me say this, in my own experience, whenever those freedoms were taken away, whenever those the the dynamics changed, nothing good came of it for me. When I was early in my career, I started my first company when I was 19, but I actually had a few other jobs before that. And I had bosses. And I actually did okay at those companies. I actually did pretty well at those companies. I hated having a boss. My bosses weren't bad people. They actually taught me some good stuff. We had good relationships. I hated having a boss. When I sold my first company, I was working at the company that that acquired us uh, for a bit. And I was working just in a big organization. It had nothing to do with having bosses or anything else like that. But I had a whole bunch of constraints where what the company culture was, uh, what our product vision was, wasn't my decision, right? I had, yeah. that, that freedom was taken away from me. It sucked. Later on, I raised capital for three different companies, had plen- plenty of big name, wonderful venture investors. It sucked. Every time my freedoms were impinged upon in any way, I was legitimately unhappy. And so after about 25 plus years of doing this, I'm pretty aware of <laughs> where my goals are on freedom. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of mystery as to where your where and, your unhappiness and, and, comes from. What I'm going to do is just, just give this a little bit more color, Ryan. In each of those cases, when I was working for someone else, I had set hours. I worked 37.5 hours a week, got paid whatever I got paid, had plenty of free time. 
wasn't happy. Wait. <laughs> so you were part-time. <laughs> you were working half-time, right? No, I just like, when work was over, I could just go home. I didn't have to think about work anymore. Yeah, didn't just go care. home. Which What's is interesting that? because there's a freedom in that too, right? And yet, right, there's, there, there's, there's a lot of freedom. We talked about this a couple episodes back in terms sure. of having a boss again um, after being a founder and, and having that freedom, that latitude to just like to walk away and at the end of the day, not look back and not think about it again until you show up the next day, which is founders like never had a day like that where I walk away from my laptop, my phone, my desk, whatever uh, is considered the office at the time. And just have like a clear night where it's like, ah, my thoughts never turned back to work again, never turned back to the company again, never turned back to some pressing desire to solve some problem or come up with some answer that I have for the company. And yet the freedom that that affords you is not equal in my mind. Like, because I've had that, right? We've, we've, we've all had this. We've all had the, you know, the point where we could walk away and just, and be, be hands free of the job. To me, that doesn't have the same the same level of freedom, right? There's something so powerful about being free throughout your work day. And I think a lot of that has to do with, this is where we really, where most of us, right? If we're, if we're founders or even just career people, a huge part of how we perceive our value as a person manifests through our work, right? Also manifests through our family and, and, and other sure. engagements and social activities that we have, um, community. But most of us associate a lot of the value with and we spend the bulk of our waking hours working and so i think that when you have that freedom there it carries so much more weight and so much more power at least for me and based on what you've said i think i well, can go sure. ahead and assume and, the same and, is true and think of what prices you and i have been willing to pay you know a few episodes back we talked about running our health into the ground i mean at an epic level <laughs> yeah. right and so any rational yep. person yep. and and I and I I don't mean that in a I'm just kind of kidding sort of way but literally any rational person that would be watching that from the outside yeah. would be saying you're an idiot <laughs> you're taking your health and everything that comes yeah. with it because it has family implications and everything else like that running it into the ground because your pride says that you have to be free. You, you know, you, you can't have a boss or any of these things you've, um, yeah. again, I'm putting this out, made up in your head. It's like, uh, I don't think so. Those things, those are our DNA. Yes, my health is terrible. Yes, my wife and I are having yeah. conversations about how I never may never work again. But you know what we never had a conversation about? How I might go work for somebody else at some point. Never. Never came up. Right? I, right, right. I'm glad you brought this up because this is a great place to be able to jump sure. right from cost to benefit. So yes, we ran our health into the ground, right? We gave up our health, but at the same time, we were buying ourselves a freedom to then be able to repair that because let's put it into context. Now we both went through a very similar arc, which we talk about a couple episodes back you can go back and listen to that if you want to. But the summary was, you know, both Will and I had health issues. We both followed this arc where, you know, as the business got to like the peak of needing us, our health went badly. the opposite directions and bad stuff happened, right? Really badly. And then what happened? What happened was because of the freedoms afforded to us as founders, we were able to make decisions to repair that health 
stay in the business, continue to do good things, be supported by, you know, our, our partners, by, by the staff, by the company. Um, and we were able to keep going, right? And it wasn't easy, but we made it work. Try to make that happen in a corporate environment where you can also do the same thing. You can work yourself right to the bone, collapse, and then talk about how that company supports you through that, right? How you can make real life changes, right? Because we made some big changes around this Substantial, times, absolutely. Right? I moved. I left our office. I physically separated myself from the people and the work that I was doing. That is not an insignificant change. Right. And I think if we talk about the benefits, uh, it's probably first best to start with what the benefits are to us, because we can talk firsthand. And, I, and I'm going to say that everybody's yeah. benefits are going to be a little bit different. And so let's just, again, just jump right in. We'll start with what mattered to us. Uh, and I think when we say at a high level that no one could control our company, this wasn't some boardroom scuffle that we were worried about. That's that's really not it. <laughs> right. Know, it, it people yeah. think about that. They're like, well, I own 51% of the company and therefore, you know, I control the company. No, you don't. Um, no. Y- you control the company when you have full agency and latitude to make critical decisions based on how the hell you want to make them. And I don't have a better way right. to say it. And it, it has That's so... It, <laughs> man, it, buddy, it has so many different ways that it manifests. And people look at it like, well, again, I don't want investors to control the company or I don't want a boss controlling the company. Man, there's a lot more things that control the company than investors and bosses. (laughs) (laughs) Try customers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Big one. If you're you're unaware of this, you may be someday, hopefully not, but probably. Customers control your company. Oh, yeah. You're damn right they do, man. Customers control everything, right? They are kind of the lifeblood of the company, right? Um, and they can have a ton of control. I remember back when I was growing my digital agency, um, we had we had gotten a our first client that the project went into uh, five figures, and and it was halfway through the five figure. Right? We jumped from like high thousands into a fifty thousand dollar project, um, which at the time seemed like all the money in the world, right? Like that was like an annual salary for the best of my graduating class, right? So right. we were like, this is all the money in the world, so we'll do whatever. That client was such a jerk and wanted so many things that were outside of scope and just pushed us around, made us do things, made us change technology stacks. I had to hire new people. All of a sudden, I realized that by virtue of paying and not even paying the entire thing, he gave us a, a 20% down payment, this guy effectively took over ownership of my company. Exactly. And it was awful. And I, I never let that happen again. Uh, we ended up completing that project and they wanted to do a bunch more work with us. And I was like, nope, peace out. That's enough for me. I do not. It, was, it wasn't worth the, the loss of freedom. And, and it was an almost entire loss of freedom in that case because it absorbed all the teams, all the assets, all the resources we had at the time got pointed towards that. Yeah, awful situation. It's also in that case, a discussion you're having with a customer. At which, yeah. which point you're saying, look, you know, my freedom, at which point, uh, you know, you're paying me for a job to do, but there's lots of conditions under which I will or won't do that job. And yeah. forgoing your freedom, saying, look, I'm going to, you know, work like a slave for you and, and you know, take whatever abuse and everything that I'm taking home at the end of the night, you know, and complaining to my spouse about is directly tied to you. <laughs> at, <Yes. laughs> at some point, that was it's it. called your freedom, man. Yeah. Um, now, 
again, you and I are, are very much aligned on this point, which is sometimes you just got to take it on the chin, right? There you is do. a point at which time you just got to suck it up. A bad day is a bad day. A bad quarter is a bad quarter. And you know, not everything's going to be roses. I get it. But I think we all know in the back of our minds when we're past that point in a yes. relationship, in a business transaction, in, in anything that we do in life, we're like, you know what? This isn't about, hey, this is just a tough quarter or whatever anymore. This is in there or that this the business is tough. Every business is tough. This is me saying I'm no longer free. Someone else is, is, is you know, controlling me and I'm, I'm just not okay with it. I think once we've gone over, uh, over the line, if you will, then realizing what it means to not have to do that again, which is yes. the very origin of freedom, is so important. Yeah. Having that line drawn helps a lot, right? Because I didn't know that that was a thing. I wasn't aware that I was giving up freedoms. And as you give them up incrementally, you don't necessarily feel it, right? It's the, it's the boiled frog paradox, right? When the water yeah. changes temperature slowly, you don't realize it. And I didn't, right? It was one little thing, then another, then another, then another. And then all of a sudden I'm looking, I'm going like, wow, this, this guy's now the CEO accidentally. Yeah. Right? And he didn't exactly. want to be the CEO either, necessarily. Um, I just didn't understand that I should have been defending my freedom at that point. There were a lot of things I could have done to have made that a better situation, a better outcome. Um, and I did going forward, right? And so it was another one of those things where the cost of giving up my freedom in the short term led me to a point of understanding as to how to maintain my freedom in the long term, right? So it was a short-term cost for a long-term massive benefit to say, I never want that to happen again. I now know what the warning signs are. I'll avoid that at all costs. You know, Ryan, you just said something. Defending your freedom. Yeah. A, a lot of us, thing. yeah, a lot of us think that freedom comes the moment we quit our job and start this new company. Now we have freedom. It's this finite thing where we yeah. step over that line and it's all freedom here. It's not. Freedom, like anything else in life, has to be defended vigorously at yep. every possible turn. And I mean that by it's the clients that you sign on. Will they impinge on my freedom? It's the employees we bring on. Sure. Right? sure. Will this person, we talked toxic employees in another episode, will this person make me a slave to their whims? It's the yep. size of the company we create. And I mentioned this a moment ago. At some point, the company was running me. Yeah. It, there's the freedom that, that we set out to achieve and ideally maintain was something that through a series of a thousand cuts can get us right back to the point where we were. There were exactly points it. in my career where I had built my own company, but I worked for someone else. And that wasn't yeah. freedom. And like I think any wall, freedom yes. requires maintenance, right? It erodes over time. You have to maintain it. And there are ongoing costs associated with that, right? And I, I think that we've already established that you and I both believe that those costs are well worth um, spending all the way up to the point of, of what other, you know, sane people would consider ridiculous. But for us, it is what we do, right? It is one of the main reasons, if not the main reason uh, that we became and, and remained, I think that's an important distinction, became and remained founders, um, over this period of time. Yeah. And, and by way of that remained as an independent company and, yeah. and I'm not knocking anybody that doesn't become an independent company. Your goals are yours. I'm just saying we took a much harder path than most have taken. And none of, them's, none of them are easy. I'm just saying this one happened to be a little bit harder. Yep. 
We were willing to forgo our, our own cash in order to not have to take on investors. We were willing to make much harder, less profit-inducing decisions about how we wanted the product to look and how we wanted to grow. Uh, you know, b- based on what was important to us, we were willing to put in less hours, which potentially you know could have a cost to it because we wanted to spend more time with our family. Now, yeah. most founders have those litany of decisions at their fingertips. Many of them are contemplating them right now. What I don't think a lot of folks really consider, because a lot of people just haven't been there through the full rotation yet, is that, again, every one of those little decisions we make is a chance to give up some freedom. Yeah, And if, if we're really serious about our freedom, we're willing to take a stand, even though it's going to be the much harder road, to say, I'm not going to take on this client. Yes, they would make us more money, but I hate them. Eh, hate's a strong word, but you get it, right? I seriously right. dislike them. Um, <laughs> those are tough daily decisions to make, but the lack of making them, the lack of adhering to them and sticking to your guns is what happens when the company's three to five years in and you say, doesn't feel that free. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it's usually a result of having taken a lot of shortcuts in order to, pres- to to not preserve that freedom. Yeah. And it and like you said before, it's a thousand cuts, right? And so you end up making these little compromises that in and of themselves feel inconsequential and insignificant. Um, and those to me are the most dangerous because then when you are three years down the line and you're going, hey, this doesn't feel so free, it can be really hard to back into what those individual decisions that were made because they were insignificant and small, right? And now it's really hard to draw the line back to what did we do to get to this point? And how do we unwind it, right? And so that is why once you've established the freedom, putting in the effort to defend it, right? By taking fundamental stances against clients you don't want to work with, against people you don't want to work with, against pivots or projects that go outside of the boundaries of that freedom that you've created, are so important, right? Because if you don't, and you allow these little consequences, these little compromises to add up, they can be a lot harder to unwind. And I talked about a a situation uh, that I was involved in a couple episodes back, and this is many years ago now, where we made the decision to fire a major client, 40% of the global revenue of a multinational global company. I remember that. And... That was a fundamental decision, right? With a lot of uncertainty, but we made it based on the fundamentals of the freedom that we wanted to enjoy within our company. But that's the kind that's pretty easy to understand the impacts of, right? In terms of like, oh, well, a year later, we're not making any money. We're going to go out of business. We know why, right? Because that was a big decision, easy to point to. Not as dangerous, in my opinion, as all of the little compromise. You know, well, that new sales guy, he's kind of a jerk, but he's really effective, So let's keep them around, right? Oh, that project, you know, that's taken the product in a direction I don't really love, but I think there's an opportunity. I think we can increase net revenue by 15 or 20%. Let's do that, right? All of these little things add up and it gets really hard to untangle them, right? Doing the calculus and trying to back into what led us to the place we don't want to be can be really, really frustrating and really difficult. Yeah, and you know, I think in the past, or in the present, we tend to use this scenario where we say, if we were run by a private equity shop, which for us, no, I'm not knocking private equity shops. Just got shivers. 
we, <laughs> they might be wonderful, but but I'm just using them as this uh, single-minded investor that says all that matters is profit and growth, and anything that that deviates from that is a bad thing. And again, I I'm probably not that far off, but let's just pretend for a second yeah. that this is what we use. And if we were reporting to that private equity shop, and we always talk about this. And we had to tell them, here's what's been on our list of, of goals and milestones for the past quarter. We'd get fired. You and I would get right. fired in a heartbeat. <laughs> there's yeah. a, there's, there's really no version. Too. <laughs> yeah, no. I, and and there's, there's no version where all of our decisions would, would line up to the most prudent decisions toward maximizing growth for the business. Right. And right. that's a freedom. This, it this podcast is a freedom. We get to take the time in our day and just talk about founder stuff all day because we want to. It has, we don't get paid for it. I mean, not not directly. Uh, people might listen to it. I hope so. But if if we were to sit across from the PE guys and they said, why are you doing the podcast? Why is the, why are the CEO and the CMO spending their time on it? It'd be like, because we want to. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we, we want to. This is what we want to do. We feel <laughs> yeah, like it's exactly. important and the world needs to hear this stuff and we need to create freedom within other entrepreneurs. And that's why we do it, right? And exactly, right? I can picture the, what's the description you always use? The ham-fisted, monocled uh, yeah. PE guy, right? Like pounding on the table, shouting efficiency, optimization, right? And and you and I just look at each other like, all right, whatever. Yeah, we're out of here. <laughs> Bad idea. Let's go podcast. Yeah, let's go podcast. But it, it extends in so many things. It extends in, uh, you know, how we look for, we talk about work from home, but how we talk about a family first organization. And I've said this before, our office, it clears out at 6 p.m. There is no one yep. here at 6.01. That's right. And that's a choice, right? We're not running our folks into the ground. We're not making sure everybody's unhealthy and never sees their family. That's freedom to us. That's, a, that's something that we want no one else to be able to impinge upon. And frankly, we can we can destroy that freedom ourselves by just sure. choosing to run ourselves in the ground. We can take yep. that that away from ourselves. But if we choose that, to, and that too it, is a freedom. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and we've certainly both exercised plenty of that yes. in the past. <laughs> but I tend to think about all of the freedoms that we create for ourselves and for this company as something that if they were to be taken away in any capacity, in the slightest capacity, that I would just feel it in my gut. And I think yeah. about how hard I'm willing to work. Uh, forget my, everybody leaves at 6.01. It, it's not a level of how hard we're willing to work. Let's talk about as many hours. But how hard I'm willing to work, how much I'm willing to sacrifice to not change a single bit of that. Yeah. Look, Will, I couldn't agree more. You know, like, let's, let's zoom out a bit and let's summarize here. We start out with all the freedoms in the world, right? If you can kind of picture the, the timeline of a startup and and how freedom is impacted, I would say that it's a sort of like inverse hyperbolic curve, right? We start with all the freedom in the world. The day we begin our startup, everything's possible. Anything's possible. We can do it however we want. As we progress through, as we start to hire people, as we start to build things, we start to take on clients, we move down that inverse curve, right? We start to give up some of our freedoms and we'll start to feel that. And then I think there's a point at which we begin to react to that. If freedom does, in fact, become something that's important to us as a founder, and I would argue for most of us, it does, right? And we start to then create, recreate some of the freedoms that we've given up. 
create new freedoms, right? We hit the top of that curve or the bottom of that curve, I guess, and then we start to work our way back towards some real freedom. And then it's our job as we get to the other side of that curve again, and we've recreated some of those freedoms, as you said, we have to defend those. On an ongoing basis, there will be an investment in maintaining that freedom. That's a wrap for this episode of the Startup Therapy Podcast. This is Ryan Rutan on behalf of my partner, Will Schroeder, and all the Startups.com family thanking you for joining us. And we hope you'll continue to join us. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes or wherever you love to listen to Startup Therapy. You can find all of our episodes at Startups.com slash podcast. If you're looking for more amazing resources to launch or grow your startup, be sure to head to startups.com and check out Startups Unlimited. It's everything we have to offer, from our online university to our amazing community of experts and founders, and even all the tools we've built like BizPlan, Fundable, and LaunchRock. It's everything a founder needs. Visit startups.com slash begin. That's startups.com slash B-E-G-I-N. You'll thank me later.